This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. This is a show about the most interesting people and stories in Mississippi. Hey, four years ago, ground was broken for two world-class museums right here in Mississippi. The Museum of Mississippi History and the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum. And today, well, we have the pleasure of speaking to Katie Blunt, the MCRM director, Pamela Jr., and MMH Rachel Myers. And we'll also chat about the latest headlines in the weekend roundup. And to be part of today's show, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can email me at marshall at mpbonline.org. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio, and we'll be right back after the news. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include the Alfred P. Sloan Foundation, working to enhance public understanding of science and technology with support for Listening to the Universe, a virtual reality documentary on the discovery of gravitational waves, online at with.n. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email marshall at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I tell you what, uh, four years ago, ground was broken, but this has actually been a project that's been in the works since oh, about the turn of the century. I always love saying that. It makes it sound like a million years ago. But, yeah, around 2000, the idea of having a civil rights museum was floated out there. And, of course, it's taken this long to get it done. But you know what? We are very blessed here in the state of Mississippi because we are about to have two world-class museums to tell our story. And, you know, I tell you, um, there is a quote that Young had. Of course, I always go quoting Young, but I saw this was in, was in Charlie Mitchell's column, so I'm going to steal it from there. Carl Young uh, said, the world will ask you who you are, and if you don't know, the world will tell you. And I think for a long time here in Mississippi, we've had other people telling us our story. And it's about time that we get up there and we tell our story for ourselves. And we are going to be doing that soon. And I'm very pleased to have in the studio today Katie Blunt, and Pamela Jr. and Rachel Myers. And we're, they're going to be telling us a little bit about the grand opening celebration that's going to be coming up soon. It's hard to believe it's already there. I've been watching this thing being built, the thing, the museums being built. And it seems like, it's like when is it going to get done? When's it going to get done? They're actually paving the streets around it right now today. That's how yeah. close it is. So it's amazing. Michelle, welcome back. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. I did. I did. How was yours? Oh, my gosh. It was fantastic. Ate too much. I think I gained three whole pounds. No. Uh, yeah, you know, I lost both my parents in the last year. So my sisters and I, we went and uh, we hung out together. So it was a really nice trip. But I tell you what, last Monday after the show, mm-hmm. I got in the car. Was six yeah, teenage boys trip, and went right. to New Orleans. How was that? I didn't lose a single child. <laughs> Good. No Thank child you. was left behind. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, got, I got back with all of them because I tell you what, when you have that many 15 year olds in New Orleans, things can go wrong very quickly. We went to a Pelicans game. That was a lot of fun. And then I took them to the World War II Museum really? the next day, okay. which. 
uh, they loved, and that was so neat. And I think that's what is, makes me so excited about the new museums mm-hmm. here. Exactly. Because these are going to be, I mean, it's going to be the same mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. they'll, get, they'll tell us about it, <laughs> but it's going to be the same kind of uh, engaging kids now. Because, right. you know, back when we were kids. We went to the museum. Well, oh, yeah, we I grew up in Chicago, so I was I was. Well, you had some telling, great museums well, in that's Chicago. All, that's so, yeah. why I'm so excited. You were kind of spoiled. Um, yeah. Well, no. Well, we my, went there this summer. It was fantastic. Right. Yeah, my fantastic Saturday museums. was the Natural Science Museum. Right. And it was so engaging and so fun. I'm glad we have the Children's Museum, the same type of thing. But oh, yeah. museums uh, inspire children and people alike. But my, one thing I was going to say is instilling um, pride in your state. A lot of uh, our young kids right now that don't have pride in Mississippi. You know, if you look at the media and how they portray Mississippi, it's, you know, back roads and dusty roads and, we you know, horse and buggy. And no, we're not doing that. That is not Mississippi today. That was Mississippi then. But I like to see the growth in the um, uh, of Mississippi and to show that and have that in one place, in one area for children and our generations and generations to see. And then having that um, um, the older people look back and remember. You well, know, and, and, and have pride in where we are now. There's always a lot of controversy. People say, well, you shouldn't include this or that and the other. Oh, and no. and I, I tell you what, I think, you know, we don't have a very bland history here in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. We have a very complicated history, one that at a time was troublesome, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, one that was scary and frightening, but it's glorious. And, mm-hmm. you know, people always ask me, well, how, how come so many great writers come from Mississippi? How come so many great musicians, so many storytellers? Because it's like that piece of grit in an oyster. If you don't have that grit in there, you're never going to get a pearl. And if we don't tell our story and we don't tell it in an honest way, our kids are never going to understand that. And they're never going to get that chance to be able to go forth and be able to create and understand what a great state that we truly have. Yeah, I mean... There have been things that sometimes people are like, oh, and I always get that because, you know, I'll draw a cartoon about something. Right. Well, you shouldn't draw cartoons about that. That should be for, no, yeah. I should draw cartoons yeah. about that. Because That's the truth. It's, part, right. it's like me it's saying, it's like me <laughs> saying, you know what? I don't like the fact that I had melanoma, so I'm going to ignore it. Right. Well, you know, I had a melanoma. It was a part of me. It was, it, so it's like part of my you story. Learn, you, yeah. you should learn from your past to make a better future. You have to talk about it. We have to have these conversations, uh, true conversations about the past, so we know where we're going. Well, you to know? Be an honest conversation, mm-hmm. too. And something exactly. that. You know, we can't sugarcoat stuff. Speaking of honest conversation. (laughs) Yeah, but to say you're the new football coach at Mississippi State. Congratulations. Uh, You're funny. You are hilarious. I I would vote for you. I think you do great. And you get a nice buyout. It'd be perfect. (laughs) Speaking of coaching. Today, the big game. We are undefeated. Sawell Lady Cougars Mm -hmm. are undefeated. My daughter, yes, yes, she's a starter on the team. And we're going heads up against another undefeated team today. So we're not nervous, but we're going very um, cautiously. And they've been practicing the entire holiday. They they practiced all the entire holiday to get ready for this game because there are no mistakes, no turnovers, and we're ready for tonight. Game starts at 530. I'm excited. We're playing Hardy Middle School. They are undefeated as well. So... I'm the mom that's on pins and needles, and I play the music for the and games. You can, so. you can you can feel the pride coming through the speakers. Yes, and the anxiety, but you know I'm trying to I try not to show that part that I'm nervous oh. to death, but uh, it's, I'm excited. It's, it's amazing. Fine. Now my son doesn't play soccer anymore. He played goalie when he did, okay. and I learned how to hold my breath for 30 oh, minutes times. But now he's runner, and so he'll go run. I, you know, he'll go run his 5K for his cross country, and it'll take him like 18 minutes or whatever because he's very fast. Mm-hmm. I can hold my breath for 18 minutes. <laughs> Easier. <It's incredible. laughs> so, yeah, it's, I, I played as an athlete, 
and now as a father of an athlete, and I know you you did the same thing. No, it's, I it's, actually didn't. Well, That's what's were, funny. Everybody thinks that. I was in APAC theater, guys. I was on the stage from third grade to 12th. Well, now, that doesn't surprise me either. Okay, so I was singing, dancing, and acting my entire life. You so, like the spotlight. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess I, that's honestly, but honest, but I never played sports. I, I don't really like to sweat. I need to sweat. I'm going to start sweating in Sweating's January. Good. Sweating. Start, okay, that's your new resolution. That's my new thing. Well, we're going to talk about it's that way too at early the end of the year. Exactly. Resolutions. Don't even get me started on that. Um, so oh. you went to Florida uh, for the. Well, I went close to it. Yeah, close. Where, there, where there's water. Well, I saw the pictures, yeah. and you took some beautiful sun sunsets and um, sunrises. I did. It was nice. And, and that it, bridge, the double bridges, the twin yeah. bridges. And it was fun because I went running every day, so I got to run over that bridge. So, so you're the you're the one that gets up on vacation and exercise. I'm that idiot. Yes. Well, <laughs> as much as I ate, I kind of had to, or I wouldn't have been able to fit in the studio. What was your? Uh, where did you guys go? Did you go um, to a restaurant or? No, well, no, no, no. We cooked. Really? Yeah, we did. So we, everybody cooks in our family, so it works out pretty oh, well. I bet it was fun. And then we bought some pre-prepared stuff, too. And then mm-hmm. we ate out a lot, too. Yeah. Because so, after about five turkey meals. You're done. Yeah. I mean, really, folks, this is just a uh, public service announcement <laughs> from the uh, Now You're Talking. Throw the leftovers <laughs> out in the refrigerator because they're about ready to start getting green. Yeah. Unless you're like the old, you know, the older folks, they they, they know how to freeze stuff, you know. So well, yeah. in, in March... Well, no, no. Say in June or July, your mom is making turkey and dressing. You're like, where did that come from? The freezer. We had different (laughs) stages of turkey. And the last one was like turkey and like some kind over bread. That was the the very end of the turkey. Well, my mom made a turkey tetrazzini yesterday with her leftovers, and it was delicious. I went over to get some. Uh, Hot and cheesy. It was just like reconstructed Mm -hmm. turkey. It was so good. And I was like, okay, turkey tetrazzini came first, then chicken tetrazzini. So it was delicious. And those are things you can do with your turkey leftovers. Turkey uh, salad. You can make turkey salad with your uh, leftovers. Well, you know what came you know what came in the ship to us the what? other day because I've done some books, right? And of course, yeah, I have a publishing a company, and uh-huh. so I will pay a lot of money to get these books printed and so forth. The printing company likes me for some reason, so they sent me a turkey. Mm. So I get home and I find a styrofoam cooler with dry ice in it, and I have another turkey. So I, we can have Thanksgiving all over. Exactly, again. you can so, freeze that, and I have a uh, freeze. No, we're gonna eat it again. Really, we like turkey. We're gonna I have eat it a turkey day. in my freezer. It's a um, Uncle Ray. Deep fried Cajun uh, turkey. Oh, I thought you said Uncle Ray was in no, your Uncle- freezer. Okay, that's, that's a little bit disturbing. <laughs> oh no, Uncle Ray's Uncle deep Ray fried turkey. turkey, and okay. I'm going to use it for our Christmas program at my daughter's school. I'm going to mm-hmm. donate it there, and we're going to slice it up. And if you haven't had a Uncle Ray's deep fried turkey, it is delicious. Hey, it guess what really I get good. to do this weekend? What do you do? I get to be do? the Grand Marshal for the Madison. Christmas parade. Oh, wonderful. What what uh, date is that? I think it's on Saturday. I think it's maybe the 2nd. December 2nd? No, I think it's on the 9th. I take that back. Okay. It's December 9th. So I get to do it in a week. Speaking of December which is, 9th. Which is another big day, too. So, <laughs> needless to say, I will be two places in once. Because that, everybody's head turned when I see yeah, December 9th. you did. December they 9th. did. I saw so that. like, that's our big day. Because uh-huh. that's the day that the two museums open. It so, is. I'm so excited. And I don't know. See, I'm kind of spoiled because I get to drive by them every day. But oh. they are gorgeous and just fit in perfect because you've got the old capital there. You've got the William Winters mm-hmm. William arch- Archives and History, mm-hmm. which I have to admit, I had one of these great moments. I was at a book signing there, signing one of my books, mm-hmm. sitting next to William Winter, 
underneath a portrait of William Winter in a building named by William Winter. Wow. I said, you just don't get any better than that. No, you don't. Speaking of, I have a question that I didn't put on, but we have to ask the ladies about the architecture of the buildings and who who spearheaded that and how what mind oh, yeah. did that come from? I exactly. don't I didn't because even the, think the, about that. It's one. really neat because the two designs mm-hmm. are very different, but they meld together perfectly. Right. It's really a neat design, too. Okay. So we'll do that, too. Yeah. So I tell you what, let's take a break. Take a break. That yes. sounds like a good deal. <laughs> sounds like a right. We'll take a good deal. We'll take a good deal, uh-huh. and we'll take a break, too. So there you go. It's Monday, as you can tell. <laughs> All right. When we get back, we're going to welcome our guests, Katie Blunt, MCRM Director, Panama Jr., and MMH Abe Rachel Myers. And if you'd like to be part of this conversation, give us a call. That's 877-672-7464 or email me at marshall at mpbonline.org. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Just what the doctor ordered. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz, 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email marshall at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. Happy, uh, I guess it's Cyber Monday. Yeah. It is Cyber Monday. We didn't even talk about that. Well, you know what you can do? You can go online and buy stuff that you don't need (laughs) and throw it in your house. But you get a really good deal on it, and then it'll end up in a landfill. Well, what we're going to do Wednesday, we're going to talk about online shopping scams and online shopping safety and how you can stay safe this entire holiday season. A lot of people, uh, of course, the criminals like to go in and target this time of year. I had that happen to me. They got my my debit card, and suddenly all around the Walmarts, around the area people they were buying gift cards and stuff like that oh and my. so the fraud protection people call me up are you going around buying gift cards at every walmart in the jackson metro area it's like i uh, know <laughs> so we had to you know make a go make a affidavit and sign it and everything oh else wow speaking so, of gifts yeah, you don't want that to happen no we don't speaking of gifts of course we have the best gift to mississippi right well in we our are getting studio. we are getting a huge present well yes. they're definitely a big gift to mississippi <laughs> they but they're about to give us a huge present <laughs> with the with the museums that they've worked very hard on of course, Kate Blunt's here. Well, I tell you what, why don't you all just go around the table and introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about yourself. Before. I'm Katie Blunt, and I'm director of the Mississippi Department of Archives and History. And I'm Rachel Myers, director of the Museum of Mississippi History. And I am Pamela Jr., the, the, the director of the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum. Okay, so I'm sitting here right now thinking I would love any one of your jobs because I was like, <laughs> I, I'm a history, I just love history, and I'm thinking y'all have got the best jobs in the world. Well, we're really excited to be on the cusp of opening these two museums and welcoming the the people of Mississippi and beyond. Did you think that they would ever get here? (laughs) I always said that we were going to open December 9th, and for the past six months or so, I've believed it. You just didn't know what year. 
<laughs> You're like, well, it'd be this year, next year, or the other. You know, it's good to have a firm deadline. And when the legislature provided the initial bond funds, uh, they put in the bill that we were to open uh, by December 10th, which is Statehood Day. It's uh, yeah. Mississippi's 200th birthday. And so we always felt like that was a directive, that was a firm deadline, and that helped us keep on track. Well, we got some great questions, and we're going to tell, get you all to talk all about what's in the museums and, and how you formed it and how you came up with everything. But I think the history of how the museums happened is pretty interesting also. Uh, this kind of basically started bubbling up around 2000 um, because there was it floated out there, and it got shot down pretty quick in the legislature. What turned the needle in the right direction? Well, there were two different museum efforts uh, going on at the same time. One, you know, the the, uh, Department of Archives and History has always had the State History Museum. It was at the old Capitol, and we were seeking funding to build a new State History Museum because we'd outgrown the old Capitol. And then in 2005, Hurricane Katrina hit, uh, tore the roof off the old Capitol. We closed the museum, put the artifacts in storage, and then restored the old Capitol and, and opened it as a museum interpreting the history of what happened there, but not the State History Museum. So we were still seeking funding. Meanwhile, there was an effort initiated by Governor Haley Barber in the private sector to build a civil rights museum. Both of these efforts were stalled, and in 2011, uh, two members of our board of trustees and Governor Barber came up with the idea to join these two museums, build them in downtown Jackson under archives and history, um, and open them for the bicentennial. And that's really when things got moving. Governor Barber got behind that in a big way, um, and uh, the legislature in 2011 provided the initial bond funding, mandated that we raise a dollar-for-dollar match for the exhibits, Mm -hmm. and we've been off and running ever since. And I really think the magic of the project is that these two museums are together. I've drawn a million and a half cartoons about Governor Barber over the years, but I think he was kind of an unexpected champion, but boy, he really was. Oh, yeah. he, He understood that we have a great story and we need to tell it. Absolutely, and he has stayed with us every step of the way. Yeah. Uh, helping um, uh, raise money for the museums and and build support. I I, I posted something about it a few weeks ago on on Facebook, and I'm just praising it up and down because I think this is a great thing. And I had a couple of, well, it's a lot of money. We're broke. When they <laughs> pave roads and everything else, and I, I figured out, so, well, you could pave about two miles of roads for what they, <laughs> the state's invested in on this. But, I mean, what do you say to somebody who, who complains about, you know, the state money is being spent on this? I really credit the the vision of of our leadership. Um, Governor Bryant has been a strong advocate of this project, and and obviously the legislature got behind it in a big way, $90 million. Uh, These museums will stand for generations, uh, helping Mississippi and the world understand our state, understand who we are and where we came from, and that's invaluable. But even to take it to a more uh, practical level, Uh, The Mississippi Development Authority has projected an annual economic impact of $17 million. Ding, 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 ding. There you go. Yeah. That's a great answer. And the impact won't be felt in the museums themselves, but around the state. Right. We will draw people into Mississippi, give them an overview of our state's wonderful and fascinating and important stories, and then send them out to all the places where history happened. We, We have features in the museums that direct visitors to you know, the Vicksburg Military Park and uh, the Evers House and the Welty House and all these places around the state where they can learn more. You know, and of course, Rachel, that's something that when y'all were starting to, well, 
to be honest with you, I mean, all all three of you, when you started working on this, you you worked very closely with the communities around the state to say, okay, what do we need to get in these museums? Yes, we had community meetings around the state, and we heard very uh, loud and clear from people all across the state who uh, care deeply about how how our stories are told. We yeah. heard tell the truth, and we heard tell the stories of the whole state. Right, and we're doing that. You know, um, that's so important. The truth part. I mean, it's not because sometimes you go in a museum and and you look at not not more maybe one of the older museums. You walk in there and they're like it's all sugar coated and glossy and just one part of our story. This is the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's right. Yeah, which is important. It is. It's that's what we do at the Department of Archives and History. That's our mission, and it was also uh, the wish of everyone who's who was in, involved in this project. I mean, that's what we heard at the Capitol. That's what we heard from donors. And that's what we heard from people across the, the state tell the truth. And that's what we're doing. The, the Civil Rights Museum. I mean, that's there was some talk, you know, people wanted it in Tugelo, they wanted it in Jackson, and they finally, and I, I think putting them together is brilliant on that. That How many years? Is that like a 30-year period? Is that going to cover? Or how? It is a 30-year yeah. period, 1945 to 1975. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've had sneak peeks. And the amazing thing is people coming out very emotional. So it it is authentic. This is ground zero for the civil rights movement. And people say, well, you know, what is different? Because Mississippi was ground zero. Right. So the stories are here. You don't have, there's no sugar coating. It's real. Well, you're kind of like the way the World War II Museum was when it opened. You still have that. They're they're getting to the age now where they're starting to die off, but you still have that oral history. You still have the ability to get people in there that lived in. I, I remember uh, interviewing the Damer brothers. Oh my gosh, that was one of the most powerful conversations I've ever had. They've gotten already. They donated some stuff. They've been able to take a tour of the museum already. And it's it, just as powerful as it was for you. It was yeah. just as powerful for us. I to could be imagine there when they came in to see Miss Ellie and talking about she could still feel the flames and yeah. the fire. The you know the civil rights movement, as I've been told, is still a young movement. Right. So people have stories, and so that's one thing. One of the biggest things that we want to do is 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 to have oral histories and and really go into uh, the minds of the people that were a part of this. Right. Let me just ask, um, I guess, both of Rachel and and you, how did you get involved with getting to be in charge of the museum? (laughs) Well, for me, I've worked at Smith Robertson Museum. Which is a wonder, yeah, which is a fantastic museum, too. It it surely is, for 17 years. Mm -hmm. And I was about to, was thinking about retirement and... uh, (laughs) Really thinking yeah. about leaving and and going on to this this other adventure, but I was able to uh, just coming in and talking about the job and then making the decision. You you may need to apply for just apply and see what happens. And and I won't use the word luck. I think I was blessed to be right. in this phenomenal position to really talk about this history and 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 to have the students to learn and be enlightened by the soldiers that were a part of it. One of the goals, Rachel. I'll get how you're going to do it in just a second. But I know one of the goals you just mentioned about the students is to have every ninth grader in the state of Mississippi go through the museums, which I think is brilliant. Mm-hmm. It is. A, it yeah. is brilliant. And and for them to really get that information, right. that's important to us all. Because this may shock a lot of people. Kids learn differently now. Yes. Yeah. Thanks to Snapchat. <laughs> they've got that really short attention span. But I mean, um, from and I haven't been through the museum yet, I'll have to admit, and I look forward to being able to go through it. But just from what I've read, 
uh, it sounds like, you know, it's a combination of artifacts and narrative and it engages every sense as you're walking through there. So it gives you, I mean, you walk out of there with a better idea. And like you said, it gives you the desire to go out and learn more yes. out in the state. Which That's is perfect. very important. Rachel, how'd you get into this? Just like you said, it's the dream job, right? Right. <laughs> You'd be lucky to sit in any of these seats. And, you know, Pam and I are so lucky to be the first ones to sit in seats like this. Uh, but again, I've been involved in the museum field for about the last 10 years, been in Jackson, and uh, knew that this project was coming up. Uh, knew that this was, you know, one of the premier institutions in, in the region, in the country, and knew I wanted to be involved. So, uh, you know, Pam and I are relatively newbies to this project. As Katie described, it's been going on for, you know, tw- two decades. Uh, and Pam and I started here in March together. So uh, we kind of got to be the new kids on the block. But I always say, you know, bringing the enthusiasm, bringing the new perspectives, bringing kind of a a youthful energy to these institutions. And uh, the two of us have really enjoyed working together and and, and being on the circuit. Well, you know, uh, just following the process from the very first talk about it, the fighting for the funding, getting the site, getting the building. That's great. But then all of a sudden you realize, well, I've got these buildings. We've got to fill it up. <laughs> no pressure there. We got to design exhibits. We got to find artifacts. And how did how did that process go? I mean, how did you I mean, did you put an all call? Hey, if you've got something that's engaging, because you have a model, for instance, of the Lyceum mm-hmm. with the clock. We do. We do. Yeah. I mean, how you we, do that? Yeah, I might let Katie speak to this. Right. It was a little before our time. Yes. Okay. Well, the Department of Archives and History was founded in 1902, and we have been collecting. Yeah, you've got a big attic. Telling, yes, yeah, so yeah. we have a big attic, <laughs> and and these artifacts belong to the people of Mississippi. Right. And they were in storage after okay. the old Capitol closed, and and until we opened these museums, they've not been accessible to the people who own them. Uh, so we were really excited to to bring the artifacts out and and share them with the people. We do have gaps in the collection and areas that we're really focused on collecting uh, in, and these museums will help us. One of those areas is civil rights. Yeah. I think um, because it's a more recent era, uh, people might not realize what they have are artifacts. And then I think that there were probably people who thought, well, I'm just going to wait and see how this museum goes yeah. before I give my treasures. Um, but we've had some real turning points um, when Merle Evers gave the papers of, of, well, her papers and Medgar Evers' papers, uh, that sent a strong signal. A very powerful she, one, yes. yes. And then uh, we've talked about the Damer family. Yeah. Uh, when the Damers chose to allow us to exhibit uh, their father's, the portions of their father's truck. Yeah. Uh, that That's was where another. he was standing when he That's was right. shooting back. That's right. Yeah. There are bullet holes in it. Um, that was another real strong signal. And I think, you know, Pam and Rachel have been out in the community now. It's all about building relationships, and it takes time. Uh, but we are we are filling in the gaps, and we do expect a, a, a lot of interest in, in donating artifacts uh, when we open, which we welcome. Well, we'll continue this conversation, and we're going to talk about what's actually in there, too, in, in both museums, because this is... Uh this is pretty exciting. I, I have to admit, I'm, I'm a history geek, so I'm like getting really excited about this. I need to calm down. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio.
Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Your days are busy. Work, school, errands, kids. It never stops. And the news never stops either. You can keep up between Morning Edition and All Things Considered with Here and Now. Hi, it's Robin Young. And Jeremy Hobson. Here and Now brings you breaking news, developing stories, the latest in the arts and innovation. Asking tough questions, unpacking complex issues. From across the country and around the world. Join us. Weekdays at noon on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email marshall at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Coming up on December 9th. Mississippi is going to receive a couple early Christmas gifts. We're going to have, of course, the two museums will be opening. One is Civil Rights Museum, and one is covering the ever-expansive 15,000-year history of Mississippi. That's pretty uh, – that's easy to narrow down. No problem. We'll get that into one building. But I, I tell you what, of course, it's also going to include the last 200 years of statehood, which will be, of course, it's opening the day before our bicentennial. So that's pretty exciting. And we, of course, got the directors of – each museum and, of course, the director of the whole shebang, archives and history here, too. Katie Katie Blunt, Pamela Jr., and Rachel Myers are here. And, you know, we were talking about the collection, and, you know, people are seeing, like, for instance, when you see Merle Evers make a donation or when you see the Damers family making a, a donation. But also, too, that generation starting to die off. And so when people come through the museum and see how well done it is, you know, they're going to say, oh, well, I want my parents – you know, legacy to go to the museum. So I would imagine over the next 10 years, 10 to 15 years, you're just going to get a tidal wave. How can people get in contact with you to make donations? Well, we welcome conversations with potential donors. Um, obviously, the, the most important thing in the museums is to have the, the real stories and the real artifacts of those stories. Yeah. Um, so you can just go to our website and uh, send us an email uh, or call us up or come by the museums and visit. Uh, we have a collection staff who will who will work with you very closely um, to identify what you have and tell you how to, how to uh, donate. Very cool. And of course, if you want to volunteer at the museum, too. Same. Contact us. <laughs> Just go to our Just website. Show up one day. <laughs> Please do. We've been recruiting. We have about 150 what we're calling ambassadors yeah. to come and, and be volunteers in our museum, and and they're going to you know be the boots on the ground essentially for in the galleries and visiting with people and and being a hospitable space for these ambassadors. And they're excited. They're yeah. very excited. So excited that we have to calm them down. <laughs> but 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 that's good because right. that means that our Mississippians have bought into these museums and how phenomenal is that. That is. That that really is. And I think you're right because, you know, of course, obviously, uh, and that's one thing we do really well, hospitality. Mm-hmm. And yes. I, technically, I think we were the hospitality state. I'm not sure what we are anymore. <laughs> but still, I mean, when people come in, that's going to be their first impression. And y'all share a lobby. So that's good. Uh, you get the restaurant and everything. Now, I'm trying to remember the price on this. It is... Eight per museum, That's but right. twelve for both. That's right. Excellent. So the cheap side of me likes the both side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> both side makes it. It's a good deal, and then of course we have discounts for students and seniors and veterans, and 
we'll have a free day once a month. And, and y'all, we're talking about Cyber Monday. May I suggest a membership to the two Mississippi yeah, Museums? Yeah. There it's you go. An excellent mm-hmm. value, an excellent gift, and we'll be open then. So come with your family. Because you know what, Christmas is coming. It is. It's it a great is. Great Christmas <laughs> gift. Exactly. So how much would be a, an annual membership? Yeah, for an individual, it's forty-five. For a family, about seventy-five. That's a good deal. And that's not bad at all. Right. When people hear those prices, they're like, what? Yes. You get right. discounts at the museum store, and the museum store is excellent. I don't know if you remember the, the old Capitol shop, which was a very popular shopping destination downtown. This is a bigger, better old Capitol shop. So what sort of things can I get? Can I get like a... Um a Governor Bryant bobblehead doll or something like that? <laughs> so, no, I'm just kidding, Governor Bryant. I request Bryant. all okay. need to add that. <laughs> okay. uh, you can get all kinds of Mississippi crafts, uh, from pottery to baskets to jewelry, um, lots and lots of books, uh, all different aspects of Mississippi history. Items um, for kids and children. Yeah. and It's I, amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait to dive into the books. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I have to admit. I'm My wife probably sitting there going, oh, no. Here comes more books. But that's okay. I'll just clean off the shelf. And I was in the old Capitol Museum the other day. And, of course, I didn't pick it up, but I need to get the the book on the old Capitol. Yes, you do. That looks way too good. All right. The Mississippi Museum of History. That's um, us. That's you? Mm-hmm. So you've got, oh, just 15,000 years to, to cram into in there. How do you, I mean, where did you start? I mean, yeah, and I mean, it, it starts with a team of scholars and academics, and okay. they really get to piece smart out. People. Ooh, smart people. Smart people who have yeah. studied this for many years uh, of what we really want to capture about Mississippi history. And, and the theme of the museum is one Mississippi, many stories. Yes. So in each gallery, of course, we're moving along chronologically. We're starting with Native people and going through European contact and territory, et cetera. But uh, each gallery really focuses on these individual voices, and whether it's their artifacts, facts or their stories or some quotes, um, people will really get a sense of what it was like to live in Mississippi in that time and how it directly influences our lives and communities today. So and just kind of give us a preview as you're walking. So the first floor, I would imagine, would be where you get started on it. You stroll in through our orientation theater. So Ooh, we actually have a nine-minute nine film that captures 15,000 years of history. So it's quick. Uh, but it sets the tone. You know, yeah. As Katie mentioned, the tone is that this is a truthful, honest um, interpretation of Mississippi history, and, and you get it right from the start. Um, so when you finish with that film, you, you walk into our galleries, and, it, and it's immersive. It's like you're in the woods. It's like you're on the Mississippi River, and you see one of our um, huge, oldest artifacts, a 25-foot canoe, 500 years old. Didn't and that used to be in the old Capitol Museum? It sure did, yes. I had a good memory, yes. And it's wonderful, and immediately you're dropped in that space and time, and our archaeology collection, you're you're just in it. And that's that's my favorite thing about museums, is really being able to step into that time period. So as you go through, of course, time progresses. One of the, the areas you've got, you've of course, cotton makes a big play because obviously that influenced our history for a long time. So that's huge, that's... very much so. So you know, as our floor, our museum is two floors. Yes. Um, so you'll walk up the stairs and then really start to learn about the introduction of of, of cotton and the impact it made on our state, the territorial period. And uh, each gallery has something that I really like, call a how we live gallery, mm-hmm. uh, and it shows what it was like in a living room or a bedroom during that time. And and one of my favorites is from that that gallery, which we're calling Cotton Kingdom, which um, showcases a comparison comparison between, you know, a planter's home and antebellum wealth, um, an enslaved person's cabin, and also a, a poor yeoman farmer, white yeoman farmer. Uh, and that that's the spot. That's that educational moment where you really get to see how people lived at the same time, the same place, but such a drastic difference in, in resources and quality of life and, and basic human rights from, from one spot in Mississippi. So there wasn't a lot of middle class, is what you're saying back then. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and, and all, those, all those different stories and right. nuances are in terms 
interpreted in this museum. And you'll, we're hoping people will be able to find their own personal connection, something right. familiar, uh, but then things that are surprising and looking a little differently at, at their communities and their neighbors than they did uh, when they came in. Promise and Peril. That has, that has a great title, but it, <laughs> it kind of intrigues me a little bit. That's from 1903 to 1927. Uh, 1927, I remember we had a little bit of a flood. There was a water on. trouble. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, a little bit of water trouble. <laughs> so, but that, I take it that's what that title refers to, is talking about some of the tough times during that time. Sure, and it really is kind of also covering kind of coming out of, you know, Reconstruction and, and this time for fl- for flourishing of the black community into really the um, rise of the Klan and, and Jim Crow and, uh, you know, the progressive era, but progressive for some. Right. You know, it's really how we're... Forging ahead. That's 1946 to present. And, of course, that's when you're going to be kind of crossing some of the same territory in the Civil Rights Museum, too, won't you be? Absolutely. Yeah. So so when we say that, you know, we're covering 15,000 years of history, it means that each time period gets a, a little a little box, a little gallery, a little case, because yeah. uh, we're covering so much. Um, so the Civil Rights period, of course, gets, gets a case, gets a spot, um, but hopefully will really just be uh, the beginning of people's experience. These museums are in conversation with each other. Um, you know, it's our goal that people will take a visit to the two Mississippi museums and, and visit both museums for exactly that purpose. You'll get an experience in these two places that you won't in any other state history museum that doesn't also have its own civil rights history museum. What are your top three exhibits that you're your favorites? No, I don't answer this question. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Which no, one's your I favorite answer this kids? question yeah. the same way every time. My favorite part of the Museum of Mississippi History is the place where we hear from visitors. Yeah. Um, so at the very end of your experience, you'll walk into a booth and push a button and you'll be able to tell your own story. You'll be prompted. Mm-hmm. Things like, you know, what something that reminded you of home or what's a story that you tell down for generations those get recorded and we'll be playing those within five different galleries in the museum Uh, i love it i love this idea that we'll be able to continue the mission of the museum and telling a variety of mississippi stories specifically things that visitors in that spot felt and and wanted to share Uh, and two it gives us a space to put the things that we might have left out um there's there's you know that's the brilliant part right there a huge amount of of space in this museum and we have so many artifacts and stories but uh if visitors feel like part of their mississippi story wasn't here um there's a space for it when you walk into an empty room you know when you first it's designed it's everything going how do you decide what goes where and how do you decide on the flow talented designers i was gonna say where where, where do the designers come from i mean do you hire national people to come in and assist and absolutely these are huge projects and both of these museums have their own set of designers and fabricators and media specialists and consultants Uh, again this is top tier top of the line the the biggest best museum in the in the country i'll i'll be the hype woman to say that exclamation point uh so yeah so the ones from the history museum is a firm called design minds which is out of dc and um the folks putting it all together that's was, some pretty good museums in dc yeah, yeah these nice folks at the smithsonian <laughs> do a pretty good job so and what you mentioned earlier about you know the the, the way that this museum is yes we have over 1,600 artifacts that are on exhibit, but we also have four films, and we have fantastic interactive displays where you can push buttons and hear the personal voices of, of Mississippians. We have, you know, physical lift flaps and push buttons for younger kids, tactile things, uh, and, you know, just a variety of ways that people are going to get to interact and experience with history uh, that should make this, you know... A, a, an outside-of-the-classroom history experience. What's so brilliant, I think, about the location, you've got archives and history sitting right next to it. You've got the old Capitol right down from it. So, I mean, if you go through it and you're inspired and you want to continue to dig deeper, I mean, you literally have to walk 20 feet. 
and you can do that. This is the place. And yeah. you know, we keep saying that this is going to be a huge public face for the department. Right. Um, we're anticipating that, yes, it's the largest classroom in Mississippi, and we'll have thousands of school kids coming through here. Uh, but it's also going to be a place for tourists. And it's going to be a place for people who, you know, this is their very first stop in Mississippi. Um, so we're really rolling out the red carpet to say this is who we are. And, yes, come learn more. Yes, come learn more about the department and downtown Jackson. I'm so psyched for downtown Jackson to have a place like this. Uh, anticipating about 180,000 visitors next year. I was talking to, uh, I saw Joanne Freeman, she's a historian, a Hamilton historian, who actually the Ten Dual Commandments that you hear in ha- the play Hamilton, she was the inspiration for that. Oh, uh, hmm. for that. But she's she's fantastic. She teaches up at Yale, and she was talking about Mississippi's Articles of Secession. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I saw that tweet, and I ran across to the old Capitol, took a picture of the of the House chamber where it was passed, and sent it to her, and, said, and this is where it was passed. Mm. That's the beauty of it. I mean, we've got that right right there. Talk about, I was just going to ask anything. So how long do you think it would take the average person to go through the the museum? Yeah, average. (laughs) I'm a museum nerd, so I can spend, you know, six hours in a a place. Luckily, I married one too. Uh, But no, we're we're hoping that people will really come spend some time with us. So we do have an on-site cafe. So we're imagining, you know, maybe spending an hour and a half, two hours in one museum, stop, take a break, eat a cookie, uh, and then really, you know, spend maybe another hour or so. Both of these museums are designed with a sort of fast track. So you can, you know, stroll a bit, understand our story and our learning goals and our narrative um, without spending too much time, but uh, no, I'd say you can come. You can come spend your whole day here, maybe two. Definitely. All right, let's go to the Civil Rights Museum, which is um, an amazing. I mean, I've I just some of the articles that I've heard that you've got in there. Are just I mean, you've got the doors for more Emmett Till yes, and we money. Do. Yeah, yes, just we do. okay. Well, I'm, I don't want to steal your thunder. Talk. <laughs> Talk about, you got eight interactive galleries. Talk about what we'll find when we go through the museum. When you first walk in, we talk about the Mississippi freedom struggle. So yeah. you're going from the transatlantic slave trade all the way to Reconstruction, yeah. which is amazing because we have a national timeline. But on the reading rail, you're able to see Mississippi's history. Right. And from walking through Gallery 1, you go into Gallery 2 after the Emancipation Proclamation going into Reconstruction, which is something because uh, African-Americans were on top. You know, right. they, they were on top as far as being uh, politicians and having flowering communities. But then, you, and you talk about Mount Bayou, you talk about that beautiful place, but then, then there's the black code laws that come about. Mm-hmm. There's the Jim Crow era, and there's this tree which is an amazing tree, and, and the symbolism that's around that tree, uh, you think about hanging, lynching, mm-hmm. and then there's these lynching monoliths that have the names and the dates and the actual uh, account of why these people were lynched. That's incredibly powerful, that, having those names. Yeah, that, it personifies it. Yeah, I've had yeah. people that see the first one, they can't even go through gallery two. Not only that, it really, really brings you into the moment because there's red lines on the on the floor. And if you cross those lines, you'll hear narr- narrations. You'll hear people speaking out and hollering at you and saying, boy, get off that sidewalk. So it's really bringing people into the era. Mm-hmm. When you you need to be able to breathe after going through gallery one and two, so you go to gallery three, and the theme is this little light of mine. Uh-huh. So it's a wonderful rotunda with the names of, of of people that were part of the movement, people who died. It's like a place to memor- as a m- memorial, a reflection place where you can sit and see these names, see quotes that were uh, written or said by the movement, people of the movement, and but then there's this mu- this music 
that starts with two people singing this little light of mine. And it's very interactive because if one person walks in, you may see this sculpture that's like 37 feet high that's kind of moving a little bit. And the more people walk in, the more it moves. The music starts with two people all the way up to a choir. (laughs) It is an amazing space. And I was able to hear the music and just sit in it for a moment. And of course, Fannie Lou Hamer's favorite song is This Little Light of Mine. So you hear that before and and you're able to rest and be there for hours as long as you need to then you go into gallery four which is a closed society so we're talking about world war ii we're talking about separate is not Mm -hmm. equal with the school system we have this these these theaters one of them is the theater which deals with the life of Emmett Till. You talked about the Brian door, the stores, the the doors that were at the store. That is an amazing space for me. And I will never forget it when they were putting them in and I was able to walk behind people and everybody was excited to go see them. But something happened to me that I I will never get over. It was like a wind that blew past me and it really did something to me where I couldn't go. And I had to just kind of do a, 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 a reconciliation, if you would say, to think about those doors and what happened to him. That was the last time he touched those doors. So that was that was something for me. And I've, I've soon since been able to go in and just stand at the doors. Coming back out, because this is a circle, you're able to come back in, in Gallery 3. And once you get out of Gallery 3, you can go back into Gallery, go into Gallery 5, which is a place uh, where you see all these amazing photographs of everybody that was a part of the movement. I call it a breach of peace because that was what the charge was. Mm -hmm. But all the different protests, these different people, these lights that came into the state of Mississippi uh, to make a difference for us, that's an amazing space for me. And once you get out of that gallery, you go into gallery six. And I always have to do this because Fannie Lou is is my shero. And the name of that gallery is I Question America. So you're going through everything that she went through when they went to New Jersey. All of this is a part of questioning America and making Mississippi what it needs to be for African Americans. And then you go into Gallery 7, which is black empowerment. So now you're seeing folks that are saying, we're not afraid anymore. This is what we have to do uh, to make, to, as, as, as our, our wonderful Bob Moses said, that Mississippi was like a tremor in the iceberg. If we break Mississippi, we break the nation. And we see that through all these different, all the, what these lights did when they came into Mississippi, how these movements went outside of Mississippi afterwards and, and use some of the same strategies and the way that they use uh, the movement in, in the state of Mississippi. And then you go into Gallery 8. And so where do we go from here? Oh, that's great. That's a place to speak. That's a place after you've gone through all these galleries. What do we do? How do we be mentors? How do we help our children? We want people to to make peace and to go and do the work in Gallery 8. This place is a phenomenal museum. It is. That's beautiful. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. And we'll all be able to see it coming up on December 9th. And I think you actually regular tours and everything begin on December 12th. But you're the grand open. We'll talk about it a little bit after the break. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio.
If you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio, we appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. In the morning, my MPB Public Media app is always ready to give me the morning snooze. It's 6 o'clock. This is MPB Think Radio. And all throughout the day, checking up on my favorite MPB programs is just a click. With Jeremy Hobson, it's here and now. Swipe. We're looking for anybody who enjoys eating. Well, scroll away. I'm Walt Grayson. Welcome to Mississippi Road. My MPB Public Media app is always ready to keep me informed and entertained the way I want, when I want. Download the app now on your favorite device. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email marshall at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. We are celebrating the two museums that are going to be opening up on Saturday, December 9th. That's a day before our 200th anniversary. God, Mississippi doesn't even look 200. We look great. <laughs> we don't look a day over 100. We're looking fantastic. Uh, we've got Katie Blunt and Pamela Jr. and Rachel Myers. And, of course, I tell you what, I'm excited about this personally, but I, I want you all to tell us a little bit what we can expect on the grand opening day on Saturday, December 9th. Saturday, December 9th at 11 a.m., we will open the museums with a ceremony. We'll have speakers and music, and then uh, we'll cut the ribbon Mm -hmm. uh, in front of the museums at the end of the ceremony, and we will welcome the public in. Uh, The tickets were free for opening weekend, but we, we have timed tickets so that we can control the flow into the museums, and the timed tickets are gone. They They were taken the first day. Um, so it's not possible now to get tickets for the opening weekend, but we want you still to come and enjoy the festivities. Um, all afternoon we'll have live music, food trucks, uh, and then there are uh, lots of other um, institutions downtown have events or are open that day. The Old Capitol, New Capitol, Governor's Mansion, Mississippi Museum of Art, Smith-Robertson Museum, uh, and there are, some, I think, some special uh, exhibits and events going on downtown, too. So just plan to spend a day in the city. And then uh, our regular ticket sales, tickets are online now at 2MississippiMuseums.com. Uh, you can buy tickets to go into the museums beginning December 12th, Tuesday, December 12th. Parking. So somebody's coming in, say they're driving in for the day. Where are they going to park? There is a public parking garage underneath the plaza at the two museums, so you can uh, get to it from Jefferson Street. Uh, and there's also ample street parking in that area. Uh, for opening weekend, uh, we encourage you to park at the fairgrounds. I was about to say. Because the yeah. streets will be closed. Um, but after that, uh, you can park either at, the, at our parking lot or on the street or... Uh, there are other lots downtown. So if you're coming in town, you're coming down I-55, uh, you get off either on the High Street exit or the Pearl Street exit. You get either off on the Pearl you... Street mm-hmm. exit and come up to State Street and around in front of the museums on North Street. And then uh, you can drop people off in front of the museums. And then you can pull around the, the back and get into the parking. The lot. price is very reasonable. I mean, seriously, 12 bucks to get them both. I mean, that's... Anybody who's ever been to museums knows that's a good price. Uh, is that partially how you're funded? I mean, how how are you going to be able to keep the doors open from now on? 
Well, we, we definitely uh, needed to bring in some revenue, but we tried to keep the ticket sales, uh, ticket prices very reasonable um, because, most importantly, we want people to come and come back. Um, so they'll bring in some revenue. We will charge $5 for parking in the parking garage or, the, uh, obviously, the street parking is free. Um, we'll bring in revenue through having events at the museums and the museum store. Uh, but the bottom line is in building these museums, the state of Mississippi – uh, committed to operating them. They right. are part of the Mississippi okay. Department of Archives and History, and the state will provide operating funds every year. And then, of course, we'll also continue to raise money to uh, to enhance what we're able to do right. with the state funding. So lots of different ways. But to say that, because these are living museums. I mean, you're going to yes. continue to That's keep right. adding. So I would think that if you went to it and then you came back a year later, you might find some new things. You absolutely it. would find some new things. We have 8,000 square feet of temporary gallery space, which oh, wow. is unheard of. Yeah. <laughs> that is huge. Yeah, That's amazing. It is. So it, it, it lends to our creation, the creativity. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's going to be amazing, just getting into those spaces and, and, and really whatever we don't have showing, we can do temporary uh, exhibitions. And we'll have a, a quilt exhibition. We have a wonderful quilt collection that really touches on all aspects and eras of Mississippi history, and the quilts will be on exhibit when we open. Very cool. Any last thoughts? And thank you all for being on today, by the way. We are so excited to welcome the people of, of Mississippi and beyond to the museums beginning December 9th. Please it, come see us. It's our story. That's it right. Is. It's it our is. story. Find it out Facebook, social media, and all that good stuff. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So two museums would be a great place to start. To MississippiMuseums.com. Easy enough. Thank you all so much. <laughs> and I still think the fact that you're allowing people to come in and tell their stories is just brilliant. Absolutely. That's going to just keep it going forever. That's what Mississippi is. Exactly. History is. Exactly. Thank you all so much. Thank of course, you. Michelle, Marshall. thank you for doing a great job producing, and it's always great. I'm glad you had a good Thanksgiving as well. Hey, coming up next is Southern Remedy. Of course, this is a production of MPB Think Radio. I'm Marshall Ramsey, and thank you for so much for listening. We will see you all next Monday.